What's up, y'all? This is Alan Stein Jr., and you are listening to my friend, colleague, and mentor, Greg White, with 3FromTheCorner.com. So I want to welcome everybody back uh, to another episode on our podcast here. And this podcast is going to be really special to me. Um, Something I've been thinking about for a long time, just, and it's weird because we're always, we see each other and we talk almost every day. Um, We're all in the same, uh, same profession, obviously, but it's one of those things that started, I started really thinking about this about five, six years ago, and it actually began back in 2009, Um, 2009. Uh, was when myself uh, and Jeremy Price, who's a guest, he'll introduce himself in a second. We both went to a junior high job together um, and we were kind of, I wouldn't say coaxed into it, but we were kind of strongly influenced by uh, another guy that's on here that you'll meet in a second, uh, Brad Stamps. Brad had just taken the Springdale High job and had a chance to uh, start building a staff and had a junior high that he wanted, you know, to kind of be the the feeder for that, and, and we're going to go through that journey. So before uh, before we get any farther, I'm going to give these guys a, uh, a chance to introduce themselves. Um, today with me is going to be Kyle Pennington, uh, Coach Jeremy Price, and Coach Brad Stamps. And so before we start, guys, I'm going to give you a couple questions I want you to have in the back of your mind. Um, we talked a little bit about this before we started, but for uh, listeners, they're going to talk about three coaches that have made an impact on them. Um, they're also going to talk about their favorite memory um, when we were all on the staff together. And then the last thing they're going to share is one thing they would tell a young coach about their personal journey. So, guys, uh, thanks for joining me today. I know we're all kind of sitting home uh, with with the quarantine going on. Uh, this would have been a lot more fun if we were at a table uh, sharing laughs and sitting around. But uh, thanks for coming on today. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to uh, just introduce yourself, uh, talk about the number of years you've been coaching and what your current uh, role is right now. Brad Stamps, uh, glad you guys are being able to do this today as, as we've all been sitting around waiting for something to do. This is this is definitely going to be enjoyable for me. I know personally I have a chance to visit and talk basketball and life with you guys. But uh, Brad Stamps at Fayetteville High School, uh, this is my 20th year in coaching um, as a certified coach. And, and uh just finished my first year at Fayetteville High School. I'm uh, Kyle Pennington. This is my 10th year in coaching. Currently the head boys coach at Russellville High School, uh, about an hour and a half south of northwest Arkansas, where, where all these guys are at. All right. Uh, I'm uh, Coach Jeremy Price, and I'm the head coach at Springdale High. I just completed my fifth year in that position, and um, this is my 16th year uh, overall of, of coaching boys basketball. All right, so um, now that you got a chance to get a brief introduction, you're gonna learn a lot more about these guys uh, through this episode as we talk. Um, so just kind of giving you a synopsis, we were all on the same staff uh, from 2011 through 2014. Uh, Jeremy and I worked together at, at George for two years prior to that. And, but I want to kind of focus on those three years when we were all four together. Um, it's a neat scenario because Brad and I worked together in 2006 and seven. Um, if you take the four of us, Brad and I have worked together as a duo. Jeremy and Kyle have worked together as a duo. Jeremy and Brad have worked together. So we've all been around it um, almost for the past, golly, it's almost been a decade. Um, or, or more, but we've all been around each other in different stuff. And so I always tell people about the dynamic of our staff and you guys just jump in anytime. Um, having right now where there's four current head coaches, three of us are in the same league that we're all on the same staff. Um, and I, I think the pinnacle of that you guys would probably agree is, you know, the 2013, 2014 season, we were state runner up. So just, Jump in with any thoughts you have about, you know, what the makeup was, Brad, when you were putting the staff together and yeah. just how it went from there. Yeah, it really is. Uh, 
a unique situation when I think about it, but it's also something I'm very proud of. And, you know, coming from Greg, you and I being at Shiloh those couple of years and, and trying to take that program to where we wanted to go. And then it seems like all of a sudden, you know, opportunities start opening up for a lot of us. And for me personally, getting an opportunity to, to get to Springdale High School, a place that, you know, hadn't had great success in a while since uh, Jeremy was playing, actually. And uh, to try to build a staff and, and build a culture there, uh, it was important to me that, you know, when I was looking at staffing, that I, I wanted to, uh, some familiarity, but also wanted some people that I knew it meant something to uh, that particular program as well as to me personally. And so it was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to to go get you, Greg, and, and to start our, our uh, George Junior High and try to build that junior high program up. Uh, you one for me at Springdale. And then, you know, once, once I had an opportunity to move you up to the high school, it was now we got to go fix our – you know our feeder programs and uh, and uh, try to get vertically aligned with those guys and so Jeremy somebody that I respected uh, back from his playing days and obviously through his dad and and uh, coaching against his, his dad back in the day and, and knowing that family it was uh, he jumped on board and uh, from there we kind of uh, you know built a staff that was solid and uh, coach Pennington was was an up-and-comer he was actually working for Jeremy's dad at the time at Southwest Junior High and to have an opportunity to bring Kyle on board uh, with Jeremy all of a sudden we completed a in what in my opinion a, a very strong staff and uh, golly those you mentioned the decade it, it, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we were all doing this uh, together and uh, definitely it was uh, it was a unique situation, but something that I'm very proud of, to be honest. So the, the cool thing, um, and you just hit on it, and I don't want Jeremy and, and Kyle to talk about it, you know, they're they're Springdale Bulldogs, and people in the familiar area will understand what that means. Um, you know, our, our area of Arkansas is one of the fastest growing in the country. Schools are splitting, and, and uh, you know, it, it, I think one of the keys, what you said, when you're building a staff, you've got to find two things. You got to find people you trust, and you also got to find people that have an investment. And um, you know, when when Jeremy, when you asked me to go to George, it was based off our relationship and my trust and belief in what you wanted to build. And when we made the phone call, you know, trying to get Jeremy, you know, to come take it, um, we both know the type of coach he was. Um, and we're, I'm gonna hit on that later. But you know, all four of us have been junior high coaches, and so I think what's made this group successful and fun is our, you know, all coaches have a little ego, but we've all checked our ego at one time to do what was best for a program. And, and uh, so Jeremy kind of talk about coming home, uh, Kyle, when, when Jeremy, you know, you can jump in there with him because you had been at Southwest with uh, coach Steve Price, who, is, I mean, it's Jeremy's father is a legend in our area. Um, and then you left the district and, you know, Brad kind of talked about him a chance to come home. So Jeremy, I want you to kind of just, Talk about what it meant to come back home, knowing that, you know, what was at stake with your dream job coming open. And, you know, hopefully for you at that time, you know, we, we both thought we were going to be ninth grade and eighth grade coaches for a while because we were we were doing something special there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was working in uh, in Cabot at, at junior high north and I put uh, four years in being the eighth grade boys coach there and uh, had the opportunity to to get back to to Springdale and um, you know and still and still coach eighth grade doing something that I was familiar with getting to work uh, with you and um, and that was just that was that was great all around because it allowed me to come home and allowed me to be in the feeder program of of a bulldog and uh, and being an alumni that's you know that's just a it's just a, a special a special thing it it makes you care more. It makes you work harder uh, because you, you know your your name's on it and um, and your your pride is is involved with that. So that was that was uh, you know an excellent opportunity and uh, and I did. I've got to got to spend eight years as an eighth grade coach and I think that really helped me as a coach. It uh, it's it's real easy as a, as a young coach to to try to rush the process and to try to. 
uh, you know, you, you, you always think you know more than you really do and that you're ready for the big time and that, you know, just I can take on anything that comes my way. And it was it was good for me to be able to spend a lot of time with the uh, with the younger age and, and teaching fundamentals and and a lot of the, the groundwork um, that that I, that I probably wouldn't have known otherwise. Uh, but uh, loved coming home, loved uh, you know working with with Greg, loved working with Brad. Uh, but it's it was <laughs> we in that moment of time. I know at some point somebody's going to say why it was so much fun, but uh, but we had we had a lot of really good players for uh, for that amount of time, which made. You know, as, as any coach knows, you know, the, the better talent you have, the, the, more, the more fun it can be. And uh, so building relationships with the staff, but then also coaching uh, talented players and, and, and pretty good athletes uh, just accumulated to a, just a really special time and a time that, uh, you know, that I'll never forget uh, in my career. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll uh, kind of piggyback off of Jeremy there. Um, being from Springdale uh, and and having the chance to come back and work with these guys, um, just uh, it it was just a really great experience and um, just something that you can't really put it all into words. But just you know, being the young guy in this group. Uh, and just learning from each of these three guys um, because, you know, we have a lot of things in common, but there's a lot of things that, that each of us do differently. And so uh, pulling that from each of these guys and, and uh, it's just been, uh, it's, it's been a part of my journey. And, and like Jeremy said, a part of my journey that, that I'll always look back on. Um, and it, it's helped me a ton. Uh, these last two years here in Russellville, we've had, uh, a lot of very talented basketball players and, and, and teams that, you know, have won back-to-back -back conference championships. And um, I pulled from times in the past, you know, where, uh, you know, you, you may deal with, with certain players uh, a little bit differently. Uh, you know, there may be some, some things you do in practice differently. There may be some practice time, you know, only going – you know, an hour and 15 minutes instead of a two-hour practice or, uh, you know, just different things that, that you can pull from, from the past. And so that's that's the best part to me from the experiences for sure. Yeah, and so Jeremy kind of hit on it. Um, There's some numbers when I was thinking about doing this, first contacted you guys. Um, I knew we were good. I didn't know how good we were, you know, and I went back and looked. So for a three-year window, um, and Brad said this too. I, I think it's probably got to be in the top two from when Jeremy was a player uh, there, because that was the last time we'd been in Springfield made the state championship. Um, but from 2011 to th 2014, we were 59 and 27, um, and we were 30 and 12 in our league. But this was the thing that's caught me the most: was we never lost more than two games in a row in those three years. That's, uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive when you look at it. Because you guys, you know, played in this league, coached in this league. I mean, it, it's it's brutal, you know. And to have that a thirty and twelve over three years, um, it, but never lost more than two games. So, and we did. We had a really nice run of players that started. Um, you know, it, it came from uh, George, and when George split with Lakeside, when Kyle started that program, like just the feeder and the and the setup, um, you know. But that was one of those. When I saw that, I knew we were good. Like Jeremy said, I knew we had good players. We had a good time coaching, working together. But, you know, we almost averaged 20 wins a year uh, for three years in that in a very tough when the state had a lot of talent. Um, that, that was impressive to me to see that. And so I want you to uh, – I want you guys to all kind of think about something to talk about. You know, we've all – there will be memories I want to talk about. Um, you know, I – we, we can't talk a lot about one game because there was an exchange uh, that we had. We've laughed about. It's my favorite story to talk about coaching with you guys. But yeah. a, a, a couple of weeks ago, it was brought up, um, you know, there was an, it was going around on social media about Archie Miller was having an exchange on the bench and him and his assistant were there. It looked like they were arguing, going back and forth. Um, 
and, and just, I, I thought of how healthy it was. And I always think about you guys and, you know, and I've got a great staff right now. Brad does, I know Jeremy does, um, Kyle does. We've all got great staffs, but I always try to pull back to how can I make my current staff as comfortable as we were around each other then? Because no doubt. There, were, there were, like I said, there were guys that just, we just got along, you know, I mean, we might have differing ideas, but we found a way to fight through and, and get going. And so kind of talk about, um, you know, let, let's talk about some of the things like that, that stick out, maybe not your favorite memory yet, but just kind of some memories of the, that time together that, you know, games that you can think of, players, we can, anything like that that just kind of really sticks out to you. You bet, Greg. I think there's, you know, instantly, I think if you, you put us four together, which we've had those moments, uh, not enough lately, but when we are together, it's all those come running back and, you know, they just kind of popcorn in your head. But you mentioned the, the sideline situation, and I think America saw that. And I, when I first saw it, it was a pretty verbal exchange between Miller and his staff. And I instantly, and I know you guys did too, went back to a game at Fayetteville when it just looked like things weren't going our way. And, and uh, you know, I turn at some point and come for a sub. And the, the, the conversation piece that was between our staff at that point, you could tell we were all in. Uh, and it uh, it got a little heated there on the sideline, and I think afterward we laughed about it, and we're thankful they didn't have us mic'd up that night, uh, for sure. But uh, it, it boils down to relationship and trust, and I think that was what was so special about our staff is we didn't hurt each other's feelings when we were, you know, adamant about change or adamant about something that needed to be done. Uh, but the loyalty was there. It wasn't something that went outside the box uh, with with locals or people in the community. It stayed uh, with us behind closed doors. And I remember so many times just those hard hearts of us, you know, battling it and uh, in the midst of all of it. And there was always a calming influence uh, would come out at some point <laughs> between the four of us. But it was it was always to what's going to make us better. Um, and so I'd appreciated that. Uh, and I miss those those times for sure. But I think there's there's so many, Greg. When you talk about memories, I I remember uh, the Bentonville uh, game, the the second year. It was the we had been beat earlier in the year by Malik Monk on a .8 second shot, and you know we were all devastated about it and and uh, kind of licking our wounds, feeling sorry for ourselves, and and. Uh, how we all kind of picked each other up at that time because uh, we were down. Um, we picked our staff up, but we also, more importantly, we picked our kids up uh, when they were they were really hurting. And I think that experience at that time of the year, uh, we found out a lot about ourselves and uh, kind of carried us the rest of the way. Um, we go to Bentonville the second time of the year, and the memory that pops out in my head was because you guys knew how I was wired. And for anybody that knows me, I'm not very friendly or not really nice to be around on game day. Um, and you guys wouldn't allow me to go in the locker room before the game. And I never could figure it out. And you kept saying, Brad, don't go in there. And I really didn't know what you meant by that until pregame speech when I walk in and every kid in the room is wearing a different pair of shoes and a different colored pair of shoes. But you guys knew I wouldn't like it. And you kept me away from it. And uh, so I, I think about those little things and, and always get a smile on my face. Yeah, the, the moment on the bench in Cabot, um, you know, the exchange in about nine seconds, there was so many different things that was going on. And I always laugh at the end because uh, Connor Veet was sitting right there. And I just remember after everything happened and Brad <laughs> – Brad's yelling for a sub, and I'm yelling there is no sub, and Kyle's trying to get me to sub, and Jeremy's trying to calm us all down. And then I remember looking at Connor, and he just wanted to be somewhere else at that moment. Like, he, did, he didn't want to be in the game. He didn't want to be on the bench. And I was – sorry, Connor. That's all I remember saying from that part. And, I mean, it's it's still one of the funniest things. But, no, you're, you're right. Um, there were so many, like, just I, – I, that's what I tell people about our staff when we were together. I don't remember a lot of X and O's. I just remember the – the joy of, of working and, you know, knowing that, you know, where Jeremy and Kyle was at, you know, the junior highs and would come over and, and knew that we were going to have a, another line of guys coming. And 
the time that those two spent for us um, really made a difference because, you know, our staff um, was able to grow, you know, and just it's hard to explain knowing that, you know, how much they meant to our our growth because of what they talked about earlier, just the passion um, was a big deal. So I do have one moment I want to bring up. I mean, it, it was crazy for for all of us. Um, you know, state tournament game, um, probably one of the highest level basketball games I've ever seen. And, um, you know, just we, we end up losing the game. I know, I mean, that's not a, a great moment, but there was just high level basketball, high level coaching. And so I want you guys just kind of each give like just your thought about that week, uh, you know, preparing for a state title. Jeremy kind of kind of related to when you played for a state championship, you know, I mean, what you felt being going from being a player in that jersey to now being a coach for that jersey. And then, you know, Kyle, same thing, talking about what what it meant for you. And, and Brad, obviously, I want you to, to finish that up about what that week and what that what that team and that season meant to you. You bet. Yeah. Um, I think just going back for, for just a second, I think what made – uh, what made our, our time together as a staff, you know, even good, bad, whatever, it, it, we, we were all so dang competitive. And we all brought a little something different to the table on, on game nights. You know, there are a lot of practices that, uh, that maybe Kyle and I weren't, weren't at due to, uh, due to coaching our teams. But when, we, when we'd show up on a game night, it was like, it was just a, a, a special feeling, a special atmosphere, environment, and it just – everybody's competitive juices were flowing. And that's, that's, just, that's just really fun. And you're, you're lucky if you're – you're lucky if you get to be a part of something like that, you know, even once to where you've got four guys all in on winning a basketball game. And uh, I think the competitive level of everybody is – is what uh, is what made it made it really special. Uh, the state run, uh, very fortunate enough that I was able to to, to make a run when I played uh, in '98, and, uh, and then got to be a part of the coaching staff uh, of the of the most recent Springdale team that that went. And it's uh, it's one of the greatest greatest weeks uh, you know of my life. It's uh, it's something I always look back at. It's something that you cherish. Something that you look. Uh, look back at and you're, you're really grateful uh, for the people that you shared the moment with and uh, the coaching staff teammates um, and it's just a lot of so a lot of things go into it you know the preparation the um, the chemistry the you know the luck the, the the game planning the officiating the the timeouts the substitutions I mean every little detail goes into whether you're getting to that game or not, and uh, it's just it's crazy when you look back and you think of, think about all those things and how it just it just falls into place when you get to the championship game. A lot of things just fall into place, and uh, and it's you don't you don't know how or why. You just you're just grateful that you were a part of of those experiences and uh, and you always want to find yourself back uh back in that game and uh and you want and most importantly you want your you want the kids that you coach to be a part of that because because you know how special it is yeah and you know that that whole season uh like you said it was a uh just an unbelievable ride and uh, Jeremy and I were both at the junior high, so we would come over on game nights, like you said, and uh, it was crazy how much belief uh, that Coach Stamps uh, and Coach White had in Jeremy and I. You know, uh, w there would be decisions on the bench that you know Jeremy would make, and uh, Brad, being the leader, was was okay with that. And I think that's that's one of Brad's. That, that's one of his best attributes as a coach. I mean, he just he, – he trusts his people and he lets them work. And um, I think that's what got us with that chemistry and, and made chemistry between us. And um, But, yeah, just unbelievable fun ride. And then, uh, you know, that, that week leading up to that state championship game, just 
I just draw on little bitty things that are still in my mind to this day. Uh, like Jeremy said, that hopefully we all have aspirations to get back there and and, uh, you know, some of those things are the practices that led up to it. Uh, I remember DJ Evans walking into uh, the convention center and, um, yeah. and the look on his eyes with those bright lights for, for our shoot around, uh, for our little, you know, hour we had for shoot around. Uh, you know, it was like, hey, I, I've made it. You know, I, this, this is this was, we were a team of destiny and, and I've done this. And, you know, there's so much is about the game and, and I get that. But, uh, as I've gone on, you learn that the journey is the goal. You know, the journey, if, if, if your team can experience the journey in a positive way, and obviously there's going to be ups and downs, but when you're a very talented team and you win championships and you have a chance to go on a run, you know, that journey is what matters most. And uh, just just looking, looking those kids in, in the face and, uh, you know, the, the meeting uh, that we had in that conference room with those kids and, and them talking about the special moments they had, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And it's, uh, it, it was, it was an honor to be a part of and stuff, something that I, I pull from, uh, to this day. Our minds went to, to something else during that week. And if you look back at that week, it was such a, actually a two week period. It was such a crazy, uh, time for all of us. And the fact that, you know, we, I think there was some snow in the state tournament that year that pushed us all back a day. And it seemed like we were in a hotel for about two months there during that run, uh, being snowed in and in the hotel and, and then trying to, you know, I think we, we played Fayetteville in the first round. So that game had a lot of meeting for a lot of us. Uh, you know, whether it was because of the Springdale Fayetteville rivalry that, that Kyle, you and Jeremy played in, or, you know, the fact that, you know, it was Fayetteville for me and, and our mentor on the other sidelines. And we were behind most of that game, if you'll remember. And then second half, we we did some things to advance. And then we the next round we played Coach Burnett and Northside and how talented they were and the fact that we had to, uh, I think Tariq Eckwood was 10 out of 10 in the fourth quarter down the stretch from the free throw line to, to advance us to the finals and just that experience. And Greg, I know you remember this, but just knowing that we had to be in Little Rock the next morning uh, for a seating to find out what our time was for Hot Springs was an experience in itself that, you know, another night in a hotel for us that we had to stay and and uh, just that adrenaline rush of, of knowing that, you know, we were going to play on the big stage and that we didn't have a lot of prep time uh, from coming back from Little Rock to getting our team on a bus and heading to Hot Springs. And I think we were all running on adrenaline that whole week and, and Kyle, you mentioned it uh, that night before the state final. Uh, still one of the most special nights for me personally as a coach. Uh, and thankful that you guys experienced that as well. And and I, I, I remember this, Kyle, like it was yesterday of, you know, us going around each player and, and what it meant and who you wanted to win for and, and what all that meant. And as we walk out of the – there wasn't a dry eye in the room. And when we walk out of that room – I just specifically remember you looking me in the eye and say, we've already won. And, uh, you know, didn't really know at the time what that meant or how much impact that had until, you know, afterwards hearing it from you guys and hearing it from our players that just that experience and how special that was for that group. Because uh, some of them, as you know, were uncomfortable, uh, you know, talking in public, or but it was just us and it was our family. And, and then obviously walking from the team hotel through the hotel to the gym floor on game night with our families and our basketball team uh, is a memory I'll never forget. I know, um, I know, I know this happened for myself and Brad this week because we we talked about it. Um, you know, state tournament. Um, Josiah Weimer, you know, the big guy for us in the middle there, um, reached out to to both of us, came by, you know, give gave. Gave me a hug I saw coming so I could prepare. I know he snuck up and grabbed Stamps from behind about crushed him. But um, just those guys were so special. You know, Jeremy and I had these guys from eighth grade. Um, so there was a bond with those guys that, you know, we had had. Seen them grow up, actually, I mean, play for us from eighth grade through their senior year. Uh, 
um, and, and still connect with them. You know, Corey will send me a crazy text every once in a while. And, and so I, I know that bond was there with our, not just us four, but with the players too. Um, you know, as you were talking, I don't know if you guys remember this first quarter of Northside, uh, DJ and Joe are asking for a sub and stamps is, of course, he's turned around screaming at me about it. And then we realized there hadn't been a dead ball in six and a half minutes. It right. was the fastest, right. probably the fastest semifinals game in history. And like they had, and as fast as Northside plays and as fast as we played, those guys had been running, you know, full throttle for six and a half minutes without a dead ball. And, uh, just one of the craziest games I remember, um, you know, of just, that game to get there was so special. Um, yeah, it was. So it was a it was a fun time for sure. Now here's the crazy thought too: if you would have gone back, looking back now, knowing what we know now, if you have you gone back to the the year before we were eighteen and ten, um, North Little Rock, of course, had won four in a row, was getting hot. Um, we lost to North Little Rock in December, Brad. I think this is our – I know it's mine and your worst loss ever together. Well, uh, well, I think Willard got us at Shiloh. We, we gave up 100 points to North Little Rock and lost – Coke Classic, wasn't it, Fort Smith? Coke Classic. We lost yep. to them back-to-back years in the championship. And I remember you telling our guys in the last season, don't worry about this, we'll see them again. And yep. uh, and I think that carried over a ton for us uh, – of course, anybody wants to check back. We lost the championship 89-81. There were six players uh, scored over 25 points. Um, North Little Rock at the time, our scouting report was uh, Kayvon Allen, obviously played for Florida. Um, Anton Beard was a starter for the Arkansas Razorbacks. K.J. Hill uh, played football for Ohio State. They had a fourth player, uh, the Moore kid. We didn't, even, we really didn't talk about him. He was a Division One basketball player. That's how talented that group was. Yeah, and really for our guys, team. our guys to be right there, you know, uh, in that game, uh, really just special, awesome moments. So, but that's, uh, yeah, that, that was some great stuff to talk about there. So, two pros on the floor. Right. Oh yeah, two pros, and uh, the seven footer never even got in. That was what right. was wild. So. Seven footer never even got on the floor against us because of game speed, but a lot of, a lot of great stuff there uh, for sure. Um, one thing I was talking, I was thinking about with us, just because this came up, um, you know, right now with all the cancellations for state tournaments and stuff. You know, um, North Little Rock. It was deemed later they had an ineligible player, and I, I remember people coming to us saying. You know, well, hey, you need to order state championship rings, or you're, the, and you know, and us just been like, well, we lost the game, you know, and right, right. I, I think that's that was something special about our group and the and our coaches. Um, what Jeremy hit on, how competitive we were, you know, and and it was, I, th- I think that's lost in some of our game today. Um, you know, you guys may may agree disagree on some of that, but I think you know, like there's this talk right now at co-champs, you know, because they may not get to play the championship games and. I know our group, what our answer would be, but, you know, do you guys see that as something that's missing right now with our game is the lack of, com- of competitive players? Um, you know, do you feel like it, that guys just don't want to compete anymore, or do you feel like that's just – what's your take uh, on that? Uh, Greg, I think you – I mean, I think all of us would say you still have some of that. Uh, you're going to have, you know, some guys that, that are truly wired like that, but times have changed. There's no doubt. Um, I – I think I get, you know, even myself, I, we go home after losses. I know you guys as well, because we, we talk about this, but it just eats you up and uh, makes you sick and you can't wait uh, till the next opportunity to go back out and get that taste out of your mouth. And I'm not so sure as a, uh, you know, this the group of kids now, I, you may have one or two that, that feel that way and it truly hurts. Uh, but I think it's special when you can have, um, you know, just a culture of kids that it just means so much that it, it, it hurts them to lose. And, uh, you know, just that will to win, I think sometimes gets lost. Um, that's just my take on it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that uh, I think Brad's right in that, and I think what what some 
uh, high school, junior high or high school players sometimes are afraid of is, you know, in order to be completely competitive, you have to completely put yourself out there. And uh, a lot of kids don't want to put themselves out there, you know, all the way and then and then fail or not have, you know, instant gratification. And, uh, and so sometimes that they lay off the competitive gas pedal a little bit. And, uh, and it, and again, that's not all of them, but, uh, but I think that is, that that's something that I've noticed, uh, in the gym a little bit uh, over the last couple of years. And it's, so it's just finding a way to just to get those kids to put themselves out there. Like it, there's only one way to play the game. And if you're not competitive, then you, you need to find something else to do. But this is still, this is still competitive sports at the end of the day. And yeah, some some nights it's going to go your way, and some nights it's not. But you've got to be able to uh, to know that you gave it everything, and not worry about what somebody else is saying or what's you know what's being put out there on on social media. Like just just be a basketball player. Get, be competitive. Go go. Be all in. Yeah, and yeah, I think, and I think. Uh, just, you know, they watch so much basketball on TV now and they watch these NBA guys who play, you know, 82 games a year and, uh, you know, the defensive side of the ball on a game where, you know, the Lakers are on a three-game road trip and on the third game of the road trip, you know, those guys look like they're walking up and down the floor and they're making millions of dollars and, um, I think at times uh, they're being told at such a young age how good they are, um, you know, in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade that, that when it's time to really work, they're like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm not sure this is, this is really what it is. Uh, but going back to Jeremy's point of this is what it takes. I mean, you, there's, there's only one way to play it and it's all out. Um, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough this, this last year to have just an unbelievable special group of seniors that, uh, just, that's the way they play. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to lose, uh, you know, they didn't want, you know, they, they would do whatever they could. And when you have those groups, like Jeremy alluded to earlier, it's just, it's, it's very, very special because you don't know if you'll ever get a group like that again. And so, um, yeah, I think. I think again, kids want to be cool sometimes instead of, of wanting to work, and I think that's something you know within the culture of your program, you've got to you've got to get it out of them, and um, you know that's obviously why we're on this podcast. So I want to kind of wrap up. Um, we talked about it. You know, we always the cool thing about basketball coaches is we're always trying to help each other, help others out, and I, I've enjoyed you know talking about what we've been through together and kind of really, I mean, we, we talk about, we've never really just sat down and really shared ideas about, or, you know, our thoughts and memories and things like that. So I'm going to start with, um, Kyle, I'm going to put you on first. I want you to give me three coaches that have made an impact on you as a coach and why. Um, and then uh, let's go, Jeremy, you go after Kyle and then Brad, you jump in last on that topic. So three coaches that have made an impact on you, um, kind of a brief, you know, what they meant to you. You know, hopefully those guys will have a chance to listen to this. Uh, maybe somebody you've told before, maybe it's the first time you've really thought about it and said, hey, this guy's really impacted me. You know, it's it's really hard to choose uh, three. Uh, being the young guy on this podcast, uh, you know, there's a bunch that I've been under and uh, don't want to leave names out, but – but for you guys, uh, being the young guy on a staff with you, I'm just gonna, you know, for for the purpose of this podcast, I'm gonna pick you three, and, and the reason being is y'all all had a different impact, and I worked with each of you in a different way. Um, you know, with Jeremy, I was his assistant. Like Greg said, we were kind of a duo. Uh, we worked really well together um, at the junior high and. And uh, we had some good teams there at George Junior High, and it was fun to work with him and learn from him each day and um, just his philosophy on the game and the defensive side of the ball and uh, just just a lot that I still pull on uh, to this day, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, and then um, 
you know, Greg, we taught together. And then, uh, you know, like, like Jeremy said, we would come over to the high school for games. And so you and I teaching together, I got to know you in a different, a different light of, of the X's and O's and, and, and the things that you were, that you were always into. And, and, uh, that, that also pushed me to continue to learn, and, you know, all the YouTube videos and everything that, that, you know, all these resources that as a, you know, 23, 24 year old, I had no clue were out there. And so, um, that was another thing that just really grew, you know, helped grow me as a coach. And, um, you know, and continues to, to this day. And then coach stamps being the head coach, um, during that time, it was, I was kind of more of a, um, how do I say this? I was kind of like a listening ear for coach stamps. Uh, there were times that he would call me and, uh, he knew I cared about it so much. And, uh, and I was the young guy with, with no wife or kids at the time. And, and, and you guys all had families. And so, he knew there was any time of night that he could call me and there were some times he had some conversations with me and i know now um looking back it was just you know he was also growing me at that time but just being a part and 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 being an ear for him and uh, it's not really much that he wanted me to say much he just wanted to be able to to get it out to somebody you know at, at 1 30 in the morning or, or whenever it was and so um, you know, each of you guys have had an unbelievable impact on me and, and the way I do things today. You know, I think that's the most important part of this is, um, you know, the way that I run my program to this day, there are bits and pieces of Jeremy Price and there's bits and pieces of Greg White and there's bits and pieces of, of Brad Stamps and then some other coaches that I've worked with. And so, um, you know, as you continue to grow as a coach, I think it's important uh, to look back on those things and 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 what you've done, uh, what others have done for you. And so, um, you know, for me, it's it's you three guys. Yeah, um, definitely. To just to build on that, it's uh, you know, as you, the longer you do it, the more you look back and say, "Man, that was a." You know that was that was a learning moment, or that was that was something I should have cherished more, or that was, you know, I didn't know how good I had it, or you know, you just kind of reflect and, uh, you know, kind of like what what Kyle said. I take, I, I find myself being in the locker room pregame, and I'll say something, and in my mind I think, oh my gosh, I'm Greg White. I just said something, Greg. You know, Greg would say. Uh, you know, we're all the same thing with, with Brad or I'll have an embrace or a, a one-on-one uh, talk or, or just bringing a kid over the sideline, you know, bring my point guard over during some free throws and talk to him. And I think, man, that was, you know, that, that was Brad Stamps or, um, you know, and I think about, you know, I think about the things that, that Kyle was able to do for me uh, when we did work together and, and just how you know how you know your, your assistant is a big deal because they see things differently and uh and just so it's just it's it's ha- taking all that and trying to channel it into you know into your team on a daily basis and uh so i definitely you know like kyle i think our our time together there's definitely things that that the other three or you three have done that have that have made me who who I am, uh, you know, some other coaches, obviously, uh, you know, my father being a, a major influence uh, on me uh, playing for him, you know, through youth ball and AAU and, and uh, in junior high. And, and then my, my first college coach, Doc Sadler, uh, you know, taught me, you know, you learn, you learn that it's a man's game uh, when you make the jump from high school to to college, uh, so he he definitely uh, molded me in a way that taught me how to how to be mentally tough, and it's not you know it's not all about finesse and skill at this point, but it's you know it's about how how tough you are. Um, and then of course Coach Bridges, who who I worked with at Cabot, was another big uh, big influence on me. But that's you know that all those guys, I I find myself saying things and doing things and. And then being like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm totally that person, and it's and it's cool. It's a 
it's a great thing, and I think it benefits me, and then ultimately it benefits the the kids that I coach. Yeah, I would say you know there's a lot of coaches that have had a major impact on me and in my life, but you know it it always goes back to Joe Kretschmeyer, um, number one for me, and playing for him uh, was tough. Um, you know, there's. I don't know if there's ever been a tougher individual, um, you know, and he challenged you every single day. He didn't allow you to have a bad day. Um, you know, I, I just know that, you know, when we showed up, it was, we were going to work and, uh, you know, the discipline involved in that and, and then obviously being prepared. And I think the ultimate, um, you know, compliment you can give any coach is I think back of those three years that I played for him and, you know, we traveled all over, uh, the region, uh, you know, at that time and, and every gym, every opponent that we played and, um, we were, there was never a situation that something would come up in a basketball game that we hadn't practiced or been prepared for. Um, and so I would say he would be number one as far as influence. And then, you know, number two, um, you know, is, is Kyle Adams, um, you know, and, and he played for Kretschmeyer as well. And so uh, he was my mentor. He was a guy that brought me into the business, uh, gave me my first job opportunity at Woodland Junior High when I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew that, you know, playing for him as a ninth grade kid, uh, how much that meant and, uh, you know, how special of a man and coach he was. And so he brought me into the business um, and had an opportunity to to uh, coach with him um, several times. And, and uh, I think, you know, for him, it was just, he was, a, he modeled, uh, he didn't have to preach it. He modeled what it meant to be a husband and a father and a man and uh, has a, have had a major impact, you know, on me because of those things. All right. Good stuff. Um, second thing we're going to talk on, um, favorite memory about our staff. Uh, Brad, you go ahead first. And then uh, KP and then Jeremy, you finish it up. Well, we when we first started, we talked about a few of those, and you know, there's there's so many things that that uh, you know you could go to, but I think one of the things that that I miss even to this day, and uh, and it's it's it may seem like a little thing to a lot of people, uh, but when you're trying to lead. Uh, an organization or you're trying to lead a, a program, a basketball program in this case, uh, the people that are around you are so important. Uh, but I just think back of the on game days, um, back in that, that little office that we had and, uh, you know, we had candles going and we had music going and we had the door shut and it was just us, uh, uh, you know, to, to bounce things off of, but more importantly, just be there for each other before battle. Um, you know, we've all talked about how competitive we were, but just those memories for me of just the simple things of, of just being, you know, in that locker room uh, with those guys, being in the office with you guys and, and being prepared to, to go out for competition was something that, you know, I'll still carry with me and, and uh, definitely miss those times. Yeah, I think um... – you know, just there's there's so many memories, like you said, uh, you know, times that we went to coaching clinics or, or different things. and um, But, you know, the the process of it all and and just the just the day to day is what uh, makes the most uh, or is the best memory to me, you know, and, and just it's like a it's something that, you know, like winning the conference title for the first time and, you know, however many years that was, um, you know, there's just so many memories that pop into my head. Uh, that That's one that, that was unbelievable. But, you know, to me, the ups and the downs, you know, uh, it's crazy. This, this, this game is a crazy game. And, and like, like Jeremy said earlier, the luck that goes into it, the officials, the, all the different things, you know, the, the, Losing that game with 0.8 seconds um, yeah. at home to Bentonville, and you know watching I think it still players, hurts all of us, doesn't it? Kind oh, of. just unbelievable! And, and watching those players' faces because 
you know, like Jeremy said earlier, uh, when you get a group of kids that are all in, that'll do anything to win and they come that close and it feels like it's taken from them, um, you know, that, that hurts bad, but the joy of sports and the thing that everybody loves, uh, the comeback. And so, you know, that, that Bentonville game up there where you, where we win by double digits and, and we just play our tails off and, and, uh, the redemption story and, um, you know, that season had so many of those moments. Uh, it was just, just fun to be a part of that. No doubt. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with, with all of that. And there are, there's so many things that we could take away and there's going to be so many things that once we're done here that, that I'm going to think of and be like, Oh my, how did we not mention this? Or how do we not talk about that? Uh, but, uh, definitely winning together, you know, having success throughout the, uh, throughout the entire program, uh, for that amount of time was, uh, was really special. And, and it, and it took, it took all of us, and um, it was just—it was just fun knowing that, you know, Monday night was going to be successful. Thursday night was going to, uh, Tuesday night was going to be successful. Thursday, you know, we we could go, you know, four nights in a week, and and feel really good about ourselves, and uh, and feel really good about the product that we were putting uh, on the floor, and and that's that's just a lot of fun, and. So winning together, kind of having a common goal, all all of us, you know, moving in the same direction to to benefit our our players and to benefit our our community and our in our campuses and our program. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun. And then uh, and then the the times when it was when it was just us, the times when it was just us four, um, whether it be at a clinic or whether it be sitting in the office before before a game, before a practice, after a game, after a practice, uh, you know, or, or, or going out to eat or uh, gathering up before a, before a shoot around. And just, you know, that's, that's, that's the good stuff. And that's, the, uh, that's where the relationships are built. And that's where a lot of the memories when the, when the game stats and uh, kind of how, how seasons play out when that all kind of goes away you're going to remember the conversations and the and the uh, the little thigh squeezes and uh, and the looks and the the expressions and uh, the one-liners and the the inside jokes and uh, you know those are things that I that I'll take with me all the way through so uh, really enjoyed coaching with all these guys and uh, you know, consider all of them uh, great friends, and uh, lucky that I lucky that I was a part of it. So I'm gonna rattle off like a few quick memories. Um, one with me and Jeremy was, uh, you know, we're coaching at George. We're both a lot younger, no gray hair, and we both had a goatee. And we had a manager <laughs> that uh, we decided he needed a goatee also. So prior to the game, Jeremy drew a, a goatee on him with our expo marker. And, you know, we had parents pointing at it like, we're like, what are you talking about? We kept blowing it off. Um, so that that was a – that's one of my favorite. Um, us all drinking um, orange and grape crush at halftime as fast as possible is another one. That um, yeah, I think the volleyball, volleyball team had left in there with a little note, you know, and we were talking and before we go out. Somebody, we're like, what's in the cooler? We opened it up and we're like, oh, my goodness. And it was just – might have been the best grape crush of my life. Um, <laughs> and then yeah. I, I'll tell you another one that's, you know, we've all coached against each other now too. And, um, you know, I, I think me and Jeremy have had two overtime games lately, uh, you know. And, hey, and what's y'all's I, record? What's y'all's record? I think we're – I almost think – I think we're four and four. I have to look. Or it's one game one game lead on the, one or the other way. But, you know, we've, we've been to overtime. Um, this is a true story. Jeremy can attest to this. A lot of people don't believe it. I don't have a picture of the scoreboard. We played each other to a one-to-one tie at the end of the first quarter. Um, I just that's thought it's great defense because we both defense. know what we're doing, and that—that's what's so—that's what's fun about this group is we all hate to lose. But I'm like, if I got to lose, I want it to be one of you guys. Um, but it's hard preparing because I know how competitive we all are and how, how, what we're going to do. And we all think the same and it's, it's the fun part. It's also the hard part of it. So that's the, uh, 
those would be my like takeaways from the staff is just how much fun we have off the court, on the court. Pre-game talks are always the best, and that it's one of the few times, and, and you guys know this, um, and I have friends that know it too, that post-game handshakes are my least favorite because I, you know, especially if you get beat and they're like, you know, you just, you got to go through the motion. But I know anytime uh, with, with you guys, it's, it's a hug and it's a, I mean, it's always meant what's said, you know, win or lose, like there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, if I lose the stance, I, it's hard for him to enjoy winning because he's feeling for his friend yeah. and same thing with me and Jeremy and, and with Kyle. And, and it's, uh, that's the part where I've had people ask me, like, you know, after a game, some coaches, you just shake hands. And then there's times that I'm like, well, I can tell you the times that I'm going to stand there and talk. And, and it means something to both of us because it, it's those guys I've, we've shared a bench with. So last thing we're going to talk about um, to help some, help some coaches out that are listening. Tell me one thing you would tell a young coach um, about your journey and what, what you think would help someone out. So I'm going to, JP, I'm going to start with you. Um, and then Stamps, um, we'll go JP and then, K, and then Kyle and then let Stamps finish it up. And then I'll have a closing thought for everyone. Okay. Um, there's, there's so many things and such a long list. Uh, but the thing that, as I, as I thought about it, it's, the one thing that kind of kept coming to mind was just the, the the focusing and paying attention on the details, and that's that's a process. That's something that you, you that you maybe you're never you're never as good at it as you want to be. But if you can if you can learn that early, and you can focus on on those details on offensive side on the defensive side and just get really good at those things um you know and that's that's gonna that's gonna take you a long way and it's gonna really help your the kids that you're coaching um and then being able to being able to set a tone i know it's two things you asked for one but just being able to just being able to set a tone and being able to have the kids attention on a daily basis uh, focus on the details uh, set the tone in the gym every day, and uh, you know I, I think those are two things that 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 helped me when I when I was uh, a first year, second year, because I, I really felt like I was. It was my fourth year of coaching eighth grade basketball before I really felt like I had a grip on it, and uh, and uh, some of that, a lot of that credit goes to the to to the guy that I worked with and worked under, uh, and he was really good at these things, so I was able to see that. And, uh, and, I, and I think that it helped me a lot. But, again, it's a process, and I'm still not great uh, at either one of those. And, and both of those things are hard to do every single day of the week uh, with our sport going uh, pretty much going all year round uh, this day and age. But, uh, yeah, focusing on the details and, and being able to set a tone. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and, you know, I'm – obviously the young one in this group and uh this just finishing my 10th year but uh just don't rush the process of you know if, if you want to be a head high school coach uh you know don't don't rush that process and i think jeremy kind of alluded to this earlier but um uh the, i'm i'm a learner every single day and i'm going to continue to be that way i hope when i'm 55 years old um and um you know, there were some times, you know, I'm sure in my first three or four years that Jeremy's probably talking about me where you, you feel like you, you know it all and, and you don't. And um, I think once I figured that out and I learned how to take pieces of, of, of all the coaches around me and, and that each part of the journey is helping you for something else, whether it's hosting a regional tournament in junior high and learning how to host a tournament. Uh, you know, it's, it's not even the, the day-to-day practice stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, like Jeremy said, those things are very, very important. Um, but all the stuff off the floor that you can take from a head coach when you're an assistant. Um, and then, you know, I think it's very, very important to, you know, some guys come in um, and they want to be a head coach first year. They want to be assistant high school coach first year or uh, first three years. And, um uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today um, having some success if it wasn't for uh, being an eighth grade basketball coach. 
and uh, then being a ninth grade basketball coach and then being an assistant high school basketball coach and um, just not rushing that process. And then the other thing is, is just know that, um, you know, you can have it planned out whatever way you want it to, but it's probably going to go a little differently than you've got it planned. And so, um, you know, I know Jeremy started in Cabot and, and then came back to Springdale. And, you know, he may have thought when he was 24 that he was going to, be the successor to Jerry Bridges. I don't know, but there, there's so many things that you you think of and the, what you want to do. Um, but there's always a bigger plan in place, and just just to trust that process in the time, um, and then let that lead you to to other things, you know. And so, um, just just very happy uh, to be the head coach at Russellville High School, and 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 the things that brought me to this point. And obviously, you guys are a big part of that, and some others, you know, Scott Bowen at Harbor, and um, some different guys. And so, um, just that—that's the biggest thing is trust the process through it. Thank you both, Jeremy and Kyle. Well said by both of you. And you know, as I'm sitting here brainstorming and thinking of the things you, you both hit on, on the ones that I really wanted to hit on as well, just being a lifelong learner. Uh, you don't always have. Uh, all the answers and sometimes you don't have many answers at all and so surrounding yourself with a network of coaches that have been in it for a while uh, that have been through different experiences um, and bouncing things off them I think every one of us we have those people um, you know outside of just our inner circle uh, that we can reach out to at any time um, you know and, and bounce ideas off of whether it's you know, X's and O's or whether it's it's just day-to-day -day operations in general. But I would say without a doubt, uh, the number one trait that you must have to be successful in this business is loyalty. Um, you know, you must be loyal um, at all times um, to your school, to the culture, um, as well as, you know, to that head coach or, or your coaching staff. Got it. Good stuff. Um, one thing I want to close on, and I want to thank you three guys for uh, for taking time out of your day to be here. And I know that we've touched on a lot of topics. Um, some of this was really good for just for us, um, but I think anyone listening is gonna gonna pick up on some some big things. And, and I think my main idea, you know, would be for this is this profession is a tough one um, if you try to do it all alone, and and the part that's missing. Um, for a lot of coaches that they don't really put the time in is, you know, we all spend time next and O, we all spend time trying to figure out a way to win the game, but is the relationship part. And you've, you've got to understand everyone that comes in our, in our journey has been put there for a reason, uh, whether it's you three guys in my life, uh, guys we've worked with um, at other places, referees, athletic directors, um, you know, obviously the players are a big part of that, but just the relationship part, um, you know, I've, we've all been through things with kids, um, and different life changes. Um, I remember sitting on the bench the day that, that Brad's dad passed away and just, just to be there for him. I wasn't on the staff yet. I was just there. Um, but I just went because I knew he needed somebody to sit there beside him that understood, you know, what it's like. Um, I remember, um, you know, we've all been through life changes. I've, I've been through a divorce since we've all worked together and I don't remember a win ever calling to check on me. I know it was you three guys that were there, um, you know, to ask about how I was, how things were going. And, um, that, that's a big part that I think coaches we get, but we don't spend enough time talking about, um, both of my two kids have grown up with you three guys in their life. Uh, whether you've coached against them or, you know, just been on the sideline in the gym. And and that's one of those things I can't repay you three guys enough for is the impact that you've had not just on myself but also on my two kids. Uh, you know, one of them, Hayden, wants to go into coaching. And and he's often talks about our times at Springdale. You know, he's a he's an assistant, student assistant right now at Henderson State. And Chris Owens, who played for us at Springdale, is there. And one night we were just talking and he talked about how cool he thought it was that 
you know, he was there for the state championship game. And then he was there two weeks ago when Chris won the uh, Great American Conference Division II championship. Good you know, and, and knowing that how much our kids have all been a part of the gym and, and been a part of this stuff. So I think for any coach listening, you know, if you've picked up anything in the past, you know, if you turned on looking for X's and O's or wasn't any of that, this was just about how enjoy the special times, enjoy the people you work with, and realizing that that is what makes coaching what how much fun it is is the relationships so that's going to do it for uh, another episode of last of the cowboys uh thanks for tuning in and we will talk to everyone soon